Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back to the Brain Soul Success Show, everyone. Wow, you're in again for another treat today. Uh, my guest, Naomi Judge, she is amazing. So she's out of Australia, and you're a naturopath, a clinical nutritionist. You have a bachelor's degree in health science, and you support women. And I know you're in Sydney, so you support women for the last 15 years. And I love your focus. So your primary focus is helping women actually connect the dots between their health, their happiness, and their hormones. And I know that your gift is working with PMDD and that cyclic mood swings uh, that women have, and including their histamine intolerance, their anxiety, their depression. So those mood things that tend to happen during our cycles. So I'm so grateful to talk with you today. So I welcome, welcome, Naomi. Oh, thank you. It's so nice being here and always a pleasure chatting with you and seeing your lovely face. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just love this. So we are, yeah, it's just so great to connect with you. And um, I've been working with you and I just, I just love you and I love your energy and everything that you're doing with women. And I've listened to you. So now we want to share that with all of you here, you know, give you a peek into Naomi's gifts here of what she really can do with you if you are having those mood swings and you're off balance and you get that depression and that anxiety during your cycle. Um, so even tell us, I'm curious, how did you get started working with women in this area? It, it really, it was an organic kind of transition. Um, you know, when I first started out being a naturopath, like everybody, you, you're a generalist. And you and you and you and you and you think right at the start, you just think you're so excited because a couple of supplements help or, you know, just going on a, a diet plan helps. And then the longer you're in the business and the more, um, you know, the, the more you learn and the more you have um, clients come to you, they become more um, tricky. There's more complex. You notice that as the years go by, it's more complex. And that's where I sort of started to make that shift as well, that shift into women's hormones, because I could see there was a, particularly back when I made the shift, there was just a huge gap. Um, you know, there's no not much research in women's hormones. Um, mm. Nothing's really nothing was really dedicated to women. So it was it was kind of it. It seemed like it was a natural progressive progression for me. I love that. And I know that you have a little, you have a daughter now. So you also have the insight into being a mother, you know, and yes. working with working with young mothers. So that's, that's a beautiful gift right there. You know, so, so tell us, you know, when you're working with women, 
and your your help how do you help them what what's your focus well i mean it first started in sort of 2010 11 13 supporting women's hormone balance and it was simply just looking so biochemically at the hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone blood sugar thyroid okay let's balance that mm-hmm. and that was working and that's that was through diet that was through supplements but it's since just before COVID and since COVID, Mm -hmm. I've just, it's just changed what, how I see women's health and see particularly these mood swings. And it's not just about these small changes in the diet. There's a lot more that that's going on. You know, there's all these energetic connections. There's a lot more around um, neurotransmitters. There's a lot more about self-talk. I had one lady and she suffered PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, a terrible condition that women get. It's like a d- really severe cyclic mood swings. I had one lady who'd been getting it most of her life and she was married. Anyway, she'd been seeing a therapist and nothing was helping. And she realized that the relationship wasn't working. Um, so finished, you know, ended her marriage. And mm-hmm. what happened? The next month, PMDD gone. <laughs> so it's amazing just when uh-huh. you start to see it's not just about you know, one thing in your diet or supporting one thing. It's, there's a whole, there's a whole energy of it. There's, there's, it goes so much deeper and that's what I'm fascinated with. And that's why I, I'm, I'm loving this, this part of it. Oh, that, that makes so much sense. And I love that story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's very aligned with the work I do. I see the emotions is very much connected to many imbalances in the body, you know, in the physical body and the emotional body for yes. sure. You know, and then how also have you seen that impact people's brains? So what so, do you see? I mean, it, it for instance, myself, I mean, it, it it took me a long time to understand the connection between the emotional, the mind, the spiritual side and the physical health. Mm-hmm. It did take me a long time to get there, even when I was first a naturopath. And in 2014 was the first time that I started doing visualizations and affirmations. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I realized how much not only could they change your life, but they could change simply just your neurotransmitters, your hormones themselves, you know, in terms of boosting serotonin and in in terms of balancing out the hormones, Um, you know, that connection with the mind, with the health, with the hormones and with these cyclic moods. I can just see that so clearly. And then the work that I've done with you, I mean, I had um, I've, I've been sort of laying low for the last two years because I've had Amber and I haven't really been doing much self work and just getting back into work now and seeing clients and, um, look and, and starting a membership, but doing the mind gems with you, you, you showed me the mind gems. Yes. That, uh, the big part of it for me is doing the visualization and those affirmations alongside. And within days you can feel that serotonin spike. You can feel that what it does to your body and to your hormones and to your neurotransmitters. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. You're absolutely right. I mean, because I found that too, you know, so, you know, our brain's a control tower, right? It controls everything. And yet serotonin's a hormone, a neurotransmitter, you know, it's both. Um, mm. and so we've got to work on, work on that and find tools to help people get there. So oftentimes I think, you know, we're doing all these blood tests and everything for our hormone levels. And yes, that might be important too. But if we don't do the pieces that you're helping women with, the visualization, the affirmation, seeing the connection there, 
um, it isn't going to change their mood swings. Yeah, they have to. It's, it's a yeah. huge part of it. And I really, I only see, I've only been seeing them in the last two years. But, you know, I, I think a lot of naturopaths, are, we, we don't see that unless we, we, unless we notice it in ourselves and we notice it happening and we and it experience it. Um, you know, I've experienced low moods. I've been through low moods. I've been through anxiety, um, even post even post birth with Amber. You know, the first couple of months, I was I was must have been in some kind of a little bit of postnatal depression. You know, noticing that, mm-hmm. um, and the best diet in the world didn't didn't really it supported me, but it doesn't lift. You have to do that mental and emotional work, the mind work, to bring you out of it. To bring you out of it, yes. Mm. And don't you think? I mean, what's the percentage? Do you even know? Like, what's the percentage of women who, after they give birth, have postpartum depression? You know, go through some some menstrual, you know, irregularities and also all the the mood stuff. I mean, it's high. And then also, the mm. postpartum depletion can go on for years. You know, it can go on for the next three, five, six years because you've never actually recovered fully. You've gone straight back into either work or straight back into normal life. Um, yeah, you know, that definitely happened to me recover. and no doctors ever picked it up. Mm. You know, when I look back on my whole path and why I crashed and everything, I mean, it was hormones, but nobody was like, no one told me that. Yeah. yeah. No one tested that. I didn't get that. You yeah. Know, and that's I, what, I mean, a lot of women are suffering with that. They really are. Yeah. I mean, and our world is so toxic now, right? Do you see that as a problem? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's, it's, I mean, it's, I, I don't know what it's, it's, um, the food chain, it's so many things going on. And and even seeing it firsthand, you know, I, I try and be as healthy as I can. And with my daughter, you know, I had the best pregnancy, um, breastfed, I had a great diet, but still she had health issues. And you just think, what is that? So it's, it's this, it's this toxicity that's obviously just built up over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had food allergies and so many kids these days are having food allergies. Yeah. And so what is your theory about that? Why, why do you think that is, you know, we feel you felt pretty healthy. You went through the pregnancy fine. Everything was, you know, good. I think it's backdated. I think it starts, you know, where, from our grandparents or what, you know, when the industrial, when, when we had the industrial revolution and we had the kind of the toxicity diet started to change mm-hmm. electronics, chemicals, all of that. And I think it's, I think it's historic. So no matter what I have done, it's going to take a few generations to reverse that if we're okay. able to reverse that in our children. That's what I think. And I think that's what mm-hmm. the food allergies are. There is a there is a theory, and I think you might have, we maybe have discussed this, of food, there is a mental, mental emotional component to food allergies in terms of generational as well. There is that theory. But I definitely think the toxicity, the spray, spraying on the food for one. Oh yeah, absolutely. All those, all those chemicals. But I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I definitely see that it's generational too, and it might take a few generations to kind of, kind of kick out of the, kick out of the system and out of the, out of the chain there, out of the mm. DNA, out of the DNA change. Food allergies. When I was looking, I mean, we had tons of those. So that's what my family went through. You know, I had allergies to everything. My daughter had food allergies to everything. I believe it's connected to trauma. Right. You know, some kind of trauma, some kind of shock, but it doesn't have to be like the child shock. It can be the mother's mother's mother's. Even. Yes. You yes. know, so I think it's connected to trauma and we have to clear the trauma. And, you know, in Louise Hayes book, it says with allergies, it says the affirmation for that is um, the world is safe and friendly. You know, I'm safe. The world is safe and friendly. 
I actually wrote that on a card, Naomi, and I had that like on the windowsill, in the wallet, on the mirror, everywhere, thinking I was going to finally feel like the world was safe and friendly. And it actually didn't work. And I was disappointed. I was like, well, wait a minute. I've read, I'm reading this every day. How come it didn't change anything? And then I was like, you know what? I don't believe it. <laughs> so it has to go with belief too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to tell yeah. your that part of your nervous system that's not rational. You have to, that has to believe you're safe. And unless that part of your yes. nervous system believes it, it's not going to change. Yes. Yeah. It took yeah. a lot of work for me. I think I'm a, a hard nut to crack for sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It's interesting yeah. you should say about the safety because I know with Amber, her food allergies, her eczema really didn't start until, and I, I pointed it, it was the time when I was trying to get her to sleep by herself in the bassinet. So she went from sleeping on me okay. and it, it was that period of time, try, you know, trying to get her to sleep by herself. Um, and she found that tough. So maybe there is that connection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we can clear that. We clear, yeah. we clear that energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, there's always, <laughs> there's always these subtle reasons that sometimes we don't see right away. You have a great little, um, phrase that call it's called cyclic sinking. I want to know what that is. What's cyclic sinking? Um, so it's just working in alignment with your cycle. And can we talk about this for a minute? Because yes. I get so many questions for, from women who don't have a menstrual cycle. They don't have a period okay. either because they're on the pill or they're postmenopausal or maybe breastfeeding like me. Mm-hmm. And can I just say this? You st- even though you don't have a bleed, you've still got a cycle. So there's still a cycle there. There's still a hormonal cycle and your notice is shift. Mm-hmm. So back to cycle syncing. This is about working with your cycle. Mm-hmm. exercise, social, diet, life, work, all of those things at the best times in your cycle. So you're working to your advantage of when the new hormones are highest, lowest, when they're, when they're in tandem. Mm. And the best way to do this for women who don't have a bleed is to get a calendar, a dated calendar, um, and pop in the moons on that calendar from the month. You've got full moon, you've got new moon, and pop them where they are. And start tracking your moods through the month in line with the in line with the moons as well. And you'll start mm-hmm. to see after about three months, you'll start to see a cycle when you feel social, sexy, outgoing, when you feel a bit low, when you want to go inward. And you'll start to see this cycle and it might match up with the moons as well. Oh, that's such a great suggestion. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden the full moon happens and I'm like, oh, that's why. Yes. <laughs> right. So that's so that's so 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 what you can do is then through the cycle you can learn to think. Okay, when do I book in that job interview? When am I going to do that TED talk? When am I going to do that podcast? When am I going to um, go out with these friends? Because you know you'll feel more social and you're you're it'll, it'll be a different experience. And then you can always book in those kind of self soothing days or self care mm-hmm. days. So self soothing is more about preempting some mood changes that you might get. So some women get um, extreme anger. Some women get irritation, anger, depression. So self having, having this kind of self-soothing and knowing when you might need to bring it in is a really important aspect of this. I like that self-soothing. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. As women, we're like, go, go, go. We take care of other people. We forget the self-care thing. You know, we're not taking care of ourselves. Everybody's needs come first. What about self-soothing ourselves? Yes. Self-nurturing yes. ourselves. Absolutely. It starts with mom, doesn't it? 
It does. Everything does. Yes. Um, and then the syncing with the diet as well. So there are certain times in this in this cycle when blood sugar might be a little more erratic. You might have more carb cravings. Serotonin might be lower. So there's times where you want to adapt and have more carbohydrates earlier in the day. And then there are times in your cycle when you can afford to fast or do more keto. It's kind of you have to to gauge by tracking when this is in your cycle and then how you can manage it. Oh, that's such a beautiful suggestion. I love that. I love that. Do you so you help women probably do that? Look at the different Yes, models. yes. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, just simple. I mean, one of the problems I've seen and I've seen this quite a lot is again, there's so all the research Louise out there in terms of diets, in terms of medications, in terms of nearly all of it is done on men. Um even they use male rats in 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 studies. They don't use female rats you know, in, oh. in med, 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 medical studies. And, and so, so much research is done for, um, done for men that things like fasting, for example, mm-hmm. you know, fasting is a really great thing to do, but for women in a highly stressed state in a certain time in their cycle, it's not the best thing to do. Or for a woman who's trying to conceive doing fasting and doing just a ketogenic, ketogenic diet, isn't the best thing for her to support her goal and her hormones. And that makes a lot of sense. Totally makes sense. I just did a three-day apple fast. That was amazing. Oh, how did that go? I loved it. I just, I mean, I loved it. It was was the third day though. I was kind of dreaming of putting, I was eating raw garlic, apples, only apples. I bought three different kinds of apples so I could make it through. Uh, And you could, you could bake them. So the third day I was like, second and third day, I'm like, oh man, I'm getting sick apples. I have to bake these. I'm cold. I'm going to bake some apples. (laughs) And so I am, I did get bored um, a little bit, but I, I made it through. um, But I was dreaming of like roasted garlic instead of just fresh raw garlic. I wanted the butter on it. I was like, oh, I can totally tell. That's the first thing I did when I broke the fast. I mean, not right away because I did the soups and everything first and the protein shake. But then I was like, I'm having my roasted garlic. You needed to have. Now, the apple fast, is that for the gallbladder and liver or is that more for the gut? Is that more? Is it just an all-round? It's actually gut skin, you know? Gut skin, okay. Yeah, I mean, it really does help your skin. It was was, um, recommended for um, um, one of my client's son who has acne. And oh. she was telling me about it. And I have great skin. I didn't do it for that. I did it to just like see reset what, my metabolism, see what happens in my body, kind of biohacking, if you will. Um, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was good. It was really good for me to do. I'm going to do it again. Well, I might try that. Apples are fantastic. Yeah. I actually accidentally found a cure to my daughter's um, loose stool. She had, she was having, she had a viral infection and her, sometimes the stools just can't regulate. And so I was thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And so I brought some organic applesauce mm-hmm. and I mixed it with um, a bit of coconut yogurt. And I gave this to her and bam, within the same day, the bowel motions regulated. Um, so the pectin in the apple, the apple, it's so, so, it's so brilliant for the gut. Yes, it absolutely yeah. is. And I eat yeah. an apple a day anyway. That's you know, I mean, apple a day I, keeps the doctor away. Yeah, I eat an apple a day anyway, so I really like apples. So I'm grateful that I didn't get sick of them completely. Like I can still have them. <laughs> oh, know? that's good. I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Hey, you know what? I like to go to those places where people have had like a challenge with their brain or their spiritual development, you know, the brain-soul kind of connection. So, you know, where where in your life, think back on your life where you kind of had a challenge that way and 
maybe lost your brain power or felt very disconnected from your your own soul, God, whatever. God I mean, I I have to be honest about this and, and say that I probably didn't become connected until around 2014. So I would okay. say I was very disconnected. I was I didn't under I I didn't understand the connection that there was a connection there, and I always thought I was a certain type of person. And up until 2014, I would easily get irritated easily. I thought that I wasn't good at things and I had a lot of self-talk. And so I, I really can see that through the years. It was 2014 and it was actually um, just in 2014, I um, that's when I started doing, you know, the Miracle Morning. Uh-huh. I started doing affirmations and visualizations every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I also switched from being a vegetarian of 27 years. I started eating meat in 2014. Oh, wow. That's a big, yeah, that's big. Mm-hmm. It was a huge year for me because I uh-huh. felt like that I felt my brain, I just felt like it expanded. It grew. Yes, mm-hmm. it absolutely grew. And it was, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a miracle year for me, 2014, um, and I really felt up until then, I just didn't have that awareness or the connection. Really. Okay. So that's yeah. when your awareness and connection came in, you know, on, yeah. I, I don't actually, I, I'm not sure that I really see any super healthy vegetarians. I think it's really tricky to mm-hmm. do that, to do that, that diet the right way where you are getting enough protein. I think you can do it at certain times in your life. And I mm-hmm. think you can do it for certain periods. But for me, and I can see it so deeply now, I was vegetarian from probably about the age of seven. And I struggled through my teenage years. I struggled mentally and emotionally. And again, didn't feel connected. Mm-hmm. So I was probably low in zinc, low in iron, low in low in saturated fats. You know, the brain was struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that very clearly. And I remember that feeling of the first steak that I ever ate. I remember how I felt you the next day. That? Oh, I wow. just, it felt like a light bulb went off in my brain. I was just, whoa, I can see clearly. I just, it wow. was just like this. I could just see, I could see the light. I could see the sparkles. I could just see clearly. And I could, and I didn't wake up tired because as a vegetarian I always wonder why am I so tired all the time and I would try and do I would eat healthy Mm -hmm. what I thought was healthy lots of vegetables I would do legumes soaked or quinoa and buckwheat and coconut and avocado and smoothie you know I was eating pretty healthy Uh uh-huh just tired cold hands and feet and yeah wow that's such an epiphany thank you for sharing that I'm sure that's going to bring you know some other people that start questioning or asking good questions for themselves so they can become aware within yeah. their own bodies about hey what is it that really feeds me what do I need to eat because I think we're also metabolically different and I know you're a nutritionist and you work with people with that too with your women um so that's that's an important an important concept definitely yeah yeah, no, to, to listen to your yeah. body. And and you can do it any way you want. You could just have, if you wanted to, um, you know, some some vegetarians might just do, you know, one little bit of meat, you know, once a month, or they might have something like an oyster or a, a whey or, or mince that's really diluted down with vegetables, you know, because the problem is once you become a vegetarian and vegan, there's also a mindset shift to get over. 
So I remember when I first started eating meat, I had that steak and then I went home and I would do it by myself. I wouldn't let anyone see me because I'd been vegetarian for so long. And I used to cook up a little bit of mince by itself, by myself. No one else would be around. Mm-hmm. Cook up a little bit of mince and I'd have that in a bowl. Then I started having meat with my food, but I'd have to have it on its own. I couldn't have the meat juices go into the vegetables. Like you just, it's it's all these, it's yes. crazy, crazy, weird mind things. And then eventually, you know, I, st- I didn't come out for a long time as meat, meat eater. It was a secret for a long time. And then eventually it's, I started coming out. <laughs> that's really, that's really, really cute. Oh, and thank God you did. Cause I know that that probably helped you be healthy through your pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, I, to be yeah. honest, if I'm honest with you, I don't think I would have conceived. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have conceived if I'd had Amber because I had all sorts of hormone issues, even being a naturopath on a vegetarian diet. So I don't think I would have, would have conceived some, it's a blessing. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's such, that's such great information. I want to kind of flip the topic to, to business now in a sense, you know, so we have a lot of successful entrepreneurs here also listening to our show who love the health. We, you know, we're all working on our Um, you know, getting healthier and biohacking and all of that. Um, But what's the biggest factor that has helped you become successful, you know, in your naturopathic business, in your your work? So I would say, I would say there's a few things and, you know, I've been on and off because I've just, I've just come out of sort of a two years, just, just taking it easy. Definitely just having that focus and consistency. So consistency and focus are key Mm -hmm. and not obsessing about short-term gains, not obsessing about the short-term, just keeping your focus, your consistency, and knowing what you know what you're trying to do in the world, knowing it's a longer, a longer play. Um, and being willing to to put in work, you know, it's 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 you know it's not going to be easy, but you want to love it. And then I would say the that secondly to that, I would honestly say the mind, the mindset stuff. I would say the work I did in 2014 I would I would even say the work I've done with you this year in terms of the work we've done with clearing, but just coming back to the mind gems and supporting me in that positive thinking and positive affirmations. Because as an entrepreneur, sometimes you do, you know, it can become a bit lonely and you do just get stuck in your head a lot of the times. So to have those tools, I think that for me, that is, that brings me through those phases and I can up level and it's easier to up level and I can feel it. And I can feel even on those times. I mean, we're going through, went through COVID, which was difficult. Um, I had to close my brick and mortar business during COVID because, you know, we weren't allowed to see clients Mm -hmm. over here. Um, so, you know, financially, and then now we're going through another kind of financial weird period. Mm -hmm. You be so strong in your mindset and you need to have those tools to just keep you above and just even when things are not going so great you can at least just keep yourself um in in a good space in a good space yeah 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 that's really beautiful and that does that makes a lot of sense i totally can see that i mean that's why i do what i do is i have to use my i use my own tools on myself you know yeah i teach them but i have to do it you have you have to particularly yeah. and i think yeah I mean that that would those are those are the bigger things, and then just just the consistency. You know, I've I've stuck with hormones. You see a lot of people sometimes chopping and changing about who they are, what they do, and you know if something doesn't work, they might try something a year later, or they might change their name, what they're focusing on. And I bump into people around here, and they say, "Oh, it's the hormone queen." 
I'm your because sometimes it feels like you're not impacting people, um, but you realize the importance of just showing up every single day for the past 15 years, showing up, guiding, learning more on myself about these particular subjects, getting deeper on it. But, you know, people can rely on me to be there. That's um, and that's a big thing. Yeah, mm. that's a really big thing. And I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because, yes, stick, sticking with one thing and moving forward mm-hmm. with it and being consistent is, is it. It's consistency, connection, and compassion. Yes, yes, yes 100%. Yes, the three C's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and so what techniques or tools, you know, or coaches, you know, have have you used when you've needed when you've needed help? What's what's helped you? Um, I would say, I mean, we've talked about so definitely the visualization and the affirmations mm-hmm. are my the biggest things that I that I work on. Um and then obviously, you know, getting getting support, getting support in terms of business coaches and mentors in areas that that you might you, you're not you 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 might be lacking a little bit, or you you just need to know a little bit more. But I definitely think the affirmations, the visualizations, those are my two biggest things in terms of supporting me. Awesome. Um, and then recently doing and doing the mind gems. I mean, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to also um, do things. What did, was it last year? Did we do? Was it the boot? Was it the boot camp last year? It's nice to do. If mm-hmm. if you're not doing anything local, to at least do things where you're coming together and there's a group of people because that because again you sometimes you do feel like you're the only person out there. So it is nice to have these little groups where you're getting together. Yeah, the groups, and I know yes. you run a group too. So you have a beautiful monthly group that you you know you run for your women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Calm Cycle Circle. So this is a monthly Zoom, um, and this actually came about because I did. I was doing some work with a with a um, a spiritual lady, and we were talk- and I was just talking about um, talking about you know my need for that kind of connection as well. I like the idea of community, mm-hmm. and so that's where this came about. So it's just a monthly Zoom. Each 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 month we have a different topic which I guide, but we can talk about, and it's normally related to hormones, a cycle, mindset. Um, nervous system, that kind of thing. Um, it goes for an hour each month, and it's it's a beautiful circle. And women all around the world. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful! And you're right; you're getting the people together, you know. So that connection that makes a big difference. Yeah. We learn from need. each other, don't you think? We learn from each other, and we learn from stories. Yes, yes, and just to know. Yeah. And it's you know, if women are struggling, particularly with these moods, symptoms, anxiety, depression, um, it's to have other women that they can talk to or know that are experiencing the same as them. They, they don't feel as lonely. They don't feel, you know, as crazy or like an outcast. It's, it's, it's good. It's good for us to get together like this. Absolutely. You're providing such a great service for them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you. That's really, really awesome. If, if, if you could start all over again, is there something you would do differently? Um, I would get more, I mean, in terms of business, I would, Yes, I would. I mean, I started out very organically, very, very organically. Um, I had a lot of uh, drive and grit, which I'm, you know, I did a lot of things differently from a lot of people. And I've stuck, you know, in terms of coming out of uni, I'm probably one of the only still practicing naturopaths because it's a hard bit. It's hard. It's hard for people to make money. It's hard for people to not get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I would definitely get more help at the start. I would get a mentor. I would that I, right from the right from the get go. That's where I'd put my money from the start because it would just save a lot of time. Yes, that's such good advice. I mean, we learn from our mistakes, right? You know, I mean, when I look back, I made tons of mistakes, but I learned. Yes, I learned, and I you realize a lot of that. Yeah, you have to kind of also you have to see, you have to see what. So you have to have this vision for what you want, but you also do have to see it play out. Someone else to achieve it, you need to tell your mind that it's. So you need to find those people. You need to find those people that have done exactly what you want to do. And that's one of the biggest things that I didn't do at the start. I mean, I'm very mm-hmm. um, uh, single in terms of I just I just don't need to ask for help. I just go out and just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need I should have asked for help. <laughs> such good advice. <laughs> such such good advice. We learn, don't we? Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's switch the tables again and learn a little bit about about Naomi here personally. So what are some of, besides your visualizations, I know you do that and Mm -hmm. your affirmations, but how do you keep your, your body healthy and your mind super sharp, sharp when you're practicing and you're a busy mom too? Look, it's hard when you're a mom and you realize that, um, you didn't realize how much free time you had. So, um, I don't get as much exercise in that I'd like, but I, make sure that walking and yoga, those are the two things I do at the moment. I'm not doing any intense exercise like weights or going to the gym, but I will get back into that. But I make sure I do yoga and walking. I've got to get out there and get out in the sun. And I love cooking, to be honest. Oh, cool. I love cooking. And that's my zoning out. Uh And um, I go to bed early. Oh, go to bed really early. I don't watch television. I go to bed. (laughs) That's really, really, really awesome. I have heard this like three times this week now. So it's a little yeah. message to Louise, go to bed early. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing if I didn't go to bed early, I don't know. I, yeah, I would just be, I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be as focused, but it's the exercise, you know, I eat well, but it's definitely, I definitely am not as healthy as I was pre pre baby. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's more organization, it's more time. And then, you know, you're exhausted. So maybe you're having a few more treats here and there. (laughs) Um, But definitely yoga, getting out in the sun. I'm forever outside. I mean, I'm outside now more than I ever was. And I love that because sitting at the computer is not healthy. Um, I'll get out and ground daily. Be out, definitely be outside for a couple of hours a day. Oh, that's wonderful. Very good. Beautiful, beautiful. yeah. And what, what about a brain tip? If you were going to leave uh, our audience here with a, one of Naomi's brain tips, what would that be? Fat. Fat. <laughs> okay. It fat. would be fat. I mean, that would be if you want, if you had to do anything for the brain, anything for the brain, fat. What kind and, of fat? Um, Describe that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I like, I like using MCT oil, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, in terms of the three things, if there's three fats, three types of fats, I think the brain just absolutely won. It would be supplementing with DHA, mm-hmm. so fish oil, DHA. Yeah. I do high dose, and I think that just it, – it, I think that saved my brain. Um, MCT oil, which is from coconut oil, mm-hmm. I did that, that – that, you know, I find that helps to sharpen the brain and just support – um, and then obviously cholesterol, anything with cholesterol in, so fat from meat or butter. Um, our brain um, 
regulates our brain regulates the cholesterol balance in the brain just like our blood it's like a survival it can't the cholesterol can't dip down it's a survival thing in the brain it can't dip down a bit like acid in the blood you know it has to stay exactly mm-hmm. um and so it's really important that if we're not so that the body will get cholesterol from other sources and put it in the brain and so it's really important that we're having that we're regulating our cholesterol intake and we're having cholesterol we're not going cholesterol free that's wonderful that makes you know yeah love it Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I take a ton of fat. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It 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 helps. And I and I see it's that funny. it's interesting when the brain is switched on and you feel that clarity, you also feel more connected, more intuitive. That's there as well. So something happens when mechanically the brain is on, mm-hmm. it seems to then connect to whatever else is going on around you, spiritually, universally. You, there is more connection. It's as though it does get bigger, <laughs> takes up more space. Takes up more space. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All those good fats. That's beautiful. So good fats, good sleep. I know you exercise, you're doing your yoga, you're walking, and you have this beautiful calm cycle circle, this monthly call mm. you do with women and uh, and serving so many women all over the world with that. Um, anything and tell us how then we can get a hold of you. So people listening, how they can how they can get in touch with you, Naomi. They can, they can um naturopath Naomi Instagram and um on YouTube, Naomi Judge. I've got so many videos on YouTube. So one of those. Um, but if they want to connect with me, Instagram, they can send me a DM and say hello and that they saw me on here and um and I can send them a link to the calm cycle circle. Oh, that's so awesome. It's such a gift to be with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with all of us today and your story and your, you know, how you're working with women and um, being vulnerable and opening up your story too, so people can learn from it. So we appreciate that. And I love you so much. And I'm so grateful we could spend this time. So, you know, until, until tomorrow, everybody, follow your heart, but take your brain with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.